Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. Good morning, Glenn. How are you doing? I'm good, Danny. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you very much for joining us for another session of Secrets of Success. Yeah, of course. No worries. Thank you. So for people that don't know you, could you kick us off by giving me a quick overview of kind of your role at Teams as, as one of our directors and the division that you look after? Okay, cool. No worries. So, so I joined Teams four and a half years ago and I look after our banking asset management division, which is essentially finance, um, compliance and audit roles into banks and asset managers so pretty straightforward um, i'm a billing director so i look after a, a team of eight um, but i'm also responsible for my own um, portfolio of clients of bringing in work to the team feeding the team setting the tone setting the pace um, and all that kind of good stuff as well yeah absolutely you're certainly when we look at sort of directors across the business someone that definitely leads from the front do you think you'll always want to bill because some directors that you know they choose not to and that's absolutely yep. fine um but it's something For you've sure. always led from the front on you know you've always been kind of yep. up there in the leaderboard what drives you to keep wanting to bill as a director i just bloody love it i think um <laughs> i think that's kind of as simple as that um it, it hasn't changed. Look, I joined this industry in 2005. Um, I, I, I love what I do and I, I genuinely really enjoy the, the business development, the sales aspect mm. to it, building networks, building relationships. Um, I love talking to people I've known for years, kind of becomes almost like your mate at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you've known people for so long. It's just sort of chatting to your mates and, you know, then sending them an invoice. Um, so um, We could do that with all friends. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. Um, but no, I genuinely, genuinely really love it. Um, as I've got more experience in recruitment and, and as I've sort of stayed in the game for a long time, I, I probably get more enjoyment now out of seeing, you know, people come through the ranks um, from people we hire as graduates to, mm. um, you know, kind of people we hire from competitors, sort of seeing them come in, you know, figure it out go out there sort of develop their own client base develop their own portfolio yeah. do some like really amazing stuff and mm. kind of teach me things as well i always always really love that too yeah absolutely fantastic well look you, you mentioned there kind of hiring and, and bringing on board people into the business and into your division that's certainly one of the topics mm. that i want to cover with you today and, and kind of pick your brains on a little bit so um sure. hiring is always a fun challenge it's always you yep. know always makes me smile how difficult you know every recruitment company finds hiring yep. for themselves considering it's it's our job um but your success in hiring and onboarding mm. and developing experienced recruiters, not yep. just at senior consultant, but also principal consultant level, is kind of unrivaled across our UK business. Mm. You've got some great examples of it. So I'm keen to understand what your advice would be for other managers and directors in the recruitment mm. industry who are looking to bring experienced talent into their team. Um, so if we kind of break it down, firstly, if we think about the kind of interview process mm. and engaging those experienced people, what would your advice be to people, you know, going through that process now on the, the sort of the yeah. higher side? You're absolutely right. I mean, it's the hardest in this job. I think it's, you know, ironically, we're, we're kind of like quite 
you know, good and bad at, at recruiting for ourselves. Um, but I think when you go out and you hire experienced people, nine times out of 10, they're usually brought into more the director or the person they're working for rather than the brand. The brand can help sometimes, um, you know, but, but we all generally go to work each day because we're inspired by our manager and we're brought into what their plan for the future is. So I think if you've got a great kind of personal brand name as a, a director or associate director or billing manager, whoever you are, but I think you've kind of got to be known within your space. Mm. Um, if you aren't, and if you're looking at people from outside of sector, um, you, you've just got to be honest with people throughout any form of interview process. You kind of be yourself. That's why people yeah. join businesses. Um, all of the hard sell, the thick sell, the, the kind of like, you know, sort of bit like Swift Tony type stuff from, uh, if you remember, um, kind of fast show back in the day, it just doesn't work. You know, yeah. we're sales professionals at the end of the day, but we're also just, I think most people are just, um, you know, kind of normal as well. And they just want, <laughs> they just want to go into a business, meet with someone who has a clear vision for their team, a clear vision mm. for what they want to do, what they want to build, what they want to create, and just comes across as, as relatable and, yeah. um, and personable. And I think that's where a lot of um, people fall down. And they mm-hmm. kind of interview, um, they interview too, uh, you know, aggressively or they're yeah. too kind of like almost like a caricature. And I think mm-hmm. you've got to be yourself. And I really think that's why a lot of people, not so much just join me, but why any experienced recruiter would join a particular business. You know, like I said, it's, the brand name is important too, but the individual that they're joining is is usually yeah. the reason why they accept an offer. Absolutely. Yeah, no, great advice. So honest, transparent. Um, I know you've always been very open about plans for your team, but also challenges yep. as well when yeah, we've interviewed sure. people and, and what the difficulties have been and if, if people have left, you know, ch- chatting yep. openly about that kind of stuff. So I think that transparency kind of inspires some trust and confidence, doesn't it, through that interview process? Exactly. You can yeah. hit the nail on the head. It's just... Um, you know, if you if you know that you're you've got a desk that's maybe gone through a few troubles, just be honest. Like, let's face yeah. it, most people kind of find this sort of stuff out. Um, mm. I'd encourage any experienced recruiters to ignore the white noise. There's lots yeah. of you know, lots of pub chat around different firms out there, and I think you know anyone who's smart and ambitious and wants a career in this industry would rather just go and kind of see people face to face and see what you make of it. Absolutely. But, yeah, um, great advice. Yeah. Really good advice. And then in terms of onboarding experienced mm. um, experienced hires, it's not always easy because obviously I look after no. the, the learning and development side of things for EAMS. So if we hire an associate consultant or a consultant, mm-hmm. there's kind of a ready-made training plan, a program to plug them into. Um, and obviously we can tailor it where necessary, but it's very much, you know, we know what that first three months is going to look like in terms of onboarding and development. Mm. For principal consultants and, and an experienced recruiters, very different, isn't it? So how how have yeah. you gone about making sure people land within the business and are onboarded effectively as, as experienced hires? Yeah, I, I think you've just got to promise what you said you would in an interview. Mm. And there's so many um, people I meet who come with those kind of, you know, sort of stories of, oh, they promised me X and then I turned up and it was all a load of, you know, mm. load of garbage. I think you've just got to, um, you've got to have a plan. You've got to set the, the expectation really clear from day one. Mm-hmm. Um You've got to provide the support. You've got to be, you know, a good, a good people person. You know, you have regular one-to-ones, look after yeah. people, spend time with them. Don't, don't sort of make it feel like, you know, hey, welcome to our business. Here's three seconds on how the CRM works. Good luck with that. Um, go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And then in three months' time, it's like, sorry, buddy, it's not worked out. You know, mm-hmm. you just got to, uh, you've got to have a plan. And that's yeah. it. It's like people have joined you because you promised them something. Yeah. You just don't let them down. 
you know, yeah. set the expectation around what you, what, you know, what good looks like. Um, I was one of the things I absolutely thought was amazing when I first joined Eames, you mm. know, a very clear one page internal document with um, sales targets in there around your level going, this is what good looks like. Yeah. It's in black and white. It's the same yeah. for everyone. Um, so I think you've got to have really clear expectations around what you what you want them to build, what what a you know good week looks like, what healthy um, desk behaviours you want to see, the kind of attitude, all that kind of stuff, yeah. and just make it really clear from from sort of day one. You know, a lot of experienced people often get to a point in their career where they want autonomy, they kind of want that flexibility, they want to be left alone, um, but also have that support. You know, kind of know there's some someone there to soundboard off, and I think you've got to. Um, to establish that early on and, yeah. and and not make too many assumptions you know there's a lot of experienced people who do need structure who do need you know someone yeah. sort of you know kind of on their back a bit but nine times out of ten most experienced people don't they want the autonomy the freedom they want to be empowered and they want mm. to feel like you know feel like they've got a good supportive team around them but yeah. um i think that's the key thing to hiring any experienced individual is just be really clear around what you expect mm. and and genuinely treat them like an adult and, and not mm. like a junior, junior consultant. I think at the other side of it, that's often the problem too, that, you know, experienced people get micromanaged and treated mm. like, you know, like they're a 20, you know, someone in their early 20s who's starting yeah. off in their first working job. So. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, and it's, that's not, it's a balance that you've, always struck very well because of yeah. the people that you brought through the business. We had Andy Mack doing the uh, Secrets of Success session yeah. a, a couple of months yeah. ago and stuff. So, um, But it's not always an easy balance to strike, is it? There can be that fear of, I don't want to micromanage this person, so I'll be yeah. really hands off and probably too hands off and not give them any structure and it's all over to them. Or the getting too involved and micromanaging and not respecting the fact that somebody has experience. So kind of striking that balance is quite exactly. important. I'm sure you've not always got it right. It's something that you kind of learn Absolutely over time, not. I imagine, by trial and error. Yeah, exactly. And I think you've got to be honest with yourself as well. Don't assume that just because someone's got four or five years at a competitor, that mm. they're going to come in and do recruitment exactly the way that you do it or exactly yeah. the way that you would want it, want it to be done. You've got to, mm. you know, you've got to kind of learn from each other and, um, yeah, a bit like dating, you guys are going to kind of you know figure each other out um, yeah. a bit. Um, and I think, look, anyone in this industry who who doesn't have that element of accountability and responsibility for development at their desk, you know, you think it's very hard. Like a lot of experience, mm. you know, a lot of directors, and I've certainly made this mistake over the years, have kept people in place because the belief is, hey, like this person's done recruitment for seven or eight years, they must be amazing, you mm. know. So I've, I've learned the hard way by letting that person stay in situ yeah. and it rots and yeah. it has a big, a bigger impact on the wider team. So I think on the reverse of that, if you're an experienced person, uh, you know, or an experienced director in, in my shoes, you know, you've got to be prepared to make those calls early on. If someone is totally mismatched, you know, don't, yeah. don't have problems faster. So. Yeah, great advice. Thank you. Cool. So look, moving on um, to the sort of other end of the yep. hiring spectrum now, um, you yep. have uh, been really proactively involved with our AC um, group at the moment. Yep. So there's quite a few of them in the London business, all at kind of various different stages of their AC life cycle with us, if you like. Yep. So some are soon to be promoted, some are newer. Um, and you took on and launched the AC competition, um, which mm. was great. And it was across the, the, the London business. Why did you, first of all, give us a quick overview of what that competition sort of involved and yep. why it was that you set it up and launched it. So the why was really simple. I found my old iPod 
proper big fat old iPod oh. from 2006 that I won in an AT competition when I was oh. an AT. And it reminded me of, of, of um, you know, a, a, a director I, um, who'd run that competition in my old company um, got me really excited when I was an AC. I was really yeah. keen. I was like, do you know what? I really want that iPod. Um, yeah. It's still brilliant now. Still, you know, kind of, <laughs> it's got some bangers on it, I bet. Oh, yeah. Old school classics. Um, so it's a great, but it, it's, a, it's a handy little reminder. And for me, I thought that was really, really important. We've, we've hired, obviously, the better part of, what, 12 ACs over the yeah. course of the spring and the summer. So we've had a slightly staggered intake. Um, a lot of these guys are working in very different markets, different desks still the same job at the end of the day, but a lot yeah. of them don't have a lot of natural crossover with each other. Mm. Um, they're all quite good pals as well. And I just sort of thought, you know, let's, let's get, let's get the competitive yeah. um, nature in them going. Let's get it, you know, kind of how it was like when I, when I first started recruitment, you know, 15, yeah. 16 years ago. Um, and it was really, really good fun. We had a, you know, the competition was just really simple stuff. It was, it was sales orientated. So it was helping them do everything they need to do to get deals over the line. So yeah you know, kind of CVs, interviews, um, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff, um, weekly winners. And then, uh, all of the weekly winners I took out for lunch yesterday and made a, you know, a good old slap up Christmas dinner. Um, but it was, it was great to see the energy, the excitement, you know, mm. um, competitive banter, trash talking, um, <laughs> that, that sort of happened between our, um, between our ACs and, yeah. I think that kind of stuff is so important early on in, yeah. in, in the career. You know, recruitment is a sales job at the end of the day, and you've mm. got to make sure these guys kind of know that early on. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. And that, that's really clear in terms of the why it was set up. I've obviously worked in recruitment a long time now as well, not quite as long as you, but not far off. And I've been in um, different businesses where they've run AC competitions yeah. and different incentives and things like that. It, it, it can all seem like a great idea, but then sometimes yeah. it forms a bit flat and it kind of just all tails off and it loses that momentum. So if you've got, if we've kind of got directors, managers thinking about setting up something that are listening to this now, what would your advice be to those guys around how to really effectively kind of launch and run this sort of sort of competition for juniors? Yeah, I think it, it, I'm a simple man. Keep it simple. You know, so many of these competitions have all these kind of rules and aggregators and loads yeah. of stuff like that. You don't need it. Just keep it simple. Um, keep it simple, proper prizes. So, you know, our mm. guys got a, a decent voucher at the end of the week. A few of them won multiple weeks. So, you know, that buys half the Christmas presents. Um, so, yeah. you know, these decent tangible prizes, regular updates. Um, you know, we had a, we've got like a WhatsApp group going between them all. And there's, like I said, there's a lot of banter and, yeah. um, are really good memes as well going around and, you know but it gets everyone gets everyone excited and it's just yeah. simple stuff so different touch points and that just kind yeah. of keeps it going Absolutely. um you know kind of keeps people um remembering that the competition is there but for me these things are always the same just keep it simple keep it simple and you kept good and you didn't make it all year did you like it was seven weeks it Absolutely was a real strong not. burst of like a couple of yeah, months we were, and then we're exactly. going to do it again in the new year. And so it's not something that kind exactly. of drags on quarter by quarter by quarter. It almost creates exactly. that burst of energy and engagement, doesn't it? And something a bit yeah, different. Exactly. exactly. And it's and for me, it's genuinely important. I mean, I only have one associate consultant at the moment. I have another associate consultant starting in um, in January. But, mm. you know, like a lot of recruitment firms, this year has been phenomenal for us. We're investing in our own. We're growing yeah. our own all that kind of stuff that's so important it's kind of where I started, you know, mm. 15, 16 years ago in a similar situation. So for me, it's really, really important that we look after these guys and we, 
Um, you know, when we're hiring at the associate consultant level, we, we, we genuinely all collectively between the sales directors look after the, the talent that's coming through because it's, it's our future and, um, and it's important that we all, all pitch in. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. Fantastic. Glenn, thank you so much for, for joining no us for another session. Um, some really no great takeaways there and I appreciate you taking the time. Cool. Thanks, Danny. Take Thanks. Care. Bye. Bye. Bye.